that's the newsroom. Oops. No, no, The following podcast may contain inappropriate sexual content, and spoilers. Listener discretion is advised. To the Gonsada Moe No Name Anime Show Podcast. We do maybe one of these a month now, sometimes twice a month. I'm JP. I'm joined by Kyle. I almost said Noel, but Noel has betrayed us and decided that going to work was more important than podcasting about anime. I couldn't believe it myself. He, you know, we, but as they say, the show must go on. Yeah. That's that sure is the the motto that we have here at this weekly podcast. <laughs> uh, we're on Blue Sky now. I finally got allowed into that Thunderdome. Yes, you're also there. I uh, don't really do much on uh, Twitter anymore. I, I still have to visit both, but I mean, I, I will say that I, I do like the vibe of Blue Sky early on. Uh, it kind of feels like Twitter many, like like about a decade oh, ago. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Blue Sky right now is like what Anna Twitter was, yeah, probably about a decade ago. Not quite where it was right when I first joined, but when it was like, yeah, I'm going to say peak Twitter. Uh, we're We're getting there. Just random people are talking to me. Everything's positive. Uh, I haven't seen any Nazis yet. It's a good time. Uh, but uh, I think we both have the same uh, handles on there for if anybody that listens to this that isn't already following us would like to. Uh, I'm still Gonzo.moe, and you're probably still New Type Century, aren't you? you got it. Sick. Uh, the the only thing that I'm really doing differently with Blue Sky is I'm not only talking about anime. I've been talking a lot more about my post production work. I'm happy about that because, because for a long time, where I can gather, you've like not felt comfortable doing it all in one account. So you've had multiple sub accounts that are just like I'm only going to talk about this aspect here. But like, yeah, you should just talk about it at all. It's all you. Yeah, well, and it's like the same 10 people followed me on all of those, and I would eventually just forget to talk on them. <laughs> so I have like 15 Twitter accounts, and now I only use the Gonzo.moe one almost explicitly, uh, exclusively to DM you for podcasts. Because uh, I, I scrolled through it today, and everybody that I talked to seems to have abandoned it. Aww. Which is fine because they're all active on Blue Sky now. Uh, I do have two invite codes if anybody that listens wants to get on there and uh, has been having trouble getting on. So you can, I don't know, I guess DM me on Twitter about the Blue Sky codes. Uh, what have you been up to, Kyle? I haven't seen you in a week, I guess. I know, we, we got this talk for a little bit, but it was also like, I don't know. We we didn't get a ton of ton of time. It was only the one day. 
Um, we had our yearly meetup that it always feels weird to me because for everybody else, they see you once a year. But for me, we talk on a pretty regular basis. So I'm like, oh, hey, what's up again? Yeah. Uh, well, I did uh, gain some employment. I began uh, on oh, nice. Tuesday. It's not like a career job, but it's it'll bring in more than zero dollars a year, which is what I was making before. And that's uh, progress. Is this the one you were telling me about? You don't have to say the name, but you told me that you had an interview. Yes. So uh, they ended up getting back to me. Like They actually called me, I think, a week ago and were just like, hey, can you start tomorrow? But uh, I had already, I had to drive someone to the airport and couldn't do it. So begin on Tuesday. So that's exciting. That's great. I technically am employed, but it feels like I'm unemployed because there's still a double strike going on. The AMPTP, I think those are their initials, uh, they tried to meet with the WGA on Friday, and the WGA told them to go fuck themselves, because they still were not ready to hear their uh, what they wanted. It was ridiculous. It sounded like they agreed beforehand together. They're like, all right, we're going to keep this secret just between us. And then right when they met, they apparently leaked to the press all this BS, and then they told the AMPT, like, oh, no, we're not going to... Like, we're not here to actually negotiate. We're not going to change any of the things we've been saying. We just were hoping you change your mind. <laughs> uh, so then, of course, we're it's like, it's like, why did you do that? You just pissed us off for no fucking reason. Uh, yeah, they're, what they're trying to do is getting the people to turn on each other, trying to make the WGA look like the bad guys. Well, but, it looks unfortunately they're incompetent because yeah, they did jokes the opposite on you. of that. I didn't need any help hating producers. Uh, yeah, so I've been doing explicitly, there's that word again, uh, post-production. And I've, I've been learning a lot about editing dialogue. Uh, I've learned how to clean things that I didn't think were possible. Today, I was able to remove the sound of distant rave music from a dialogue track. That's right, because up until now, you've mainly been like in person doing the, like, the, the, you know, the production things. You haven't been actually... Yes. Like cleaning it up and making it suitable for an audience. Yes. Uh, and the tools have come a long way since I did post-production uh, as, I guess, full-time. Maybe about six or seven years, I was a full-time post-production person. I was okay. Uh, but looking back, I did not know what I was doing. Like Compared to what I've been able to do now... It's embarrassing that I used to get as much work as I did. Is it as and, much because of how far the tech has come as as well, like as far as or is it more just you've learned a lot? Both. The tech has gotten better, but I was also using it wrong back then. So it's it's really cool. Uh, I've also been working on my band a bunch. Everything is unfamiliar. Uh, we still don't have anything online, uh, but we are on Bandcamp. If you want to follow us for when stuff does get posted, I believe it's just everything is unfamiliar.bandcamp.com. Uh, we are busy boys, and so we practice about as often as uh, me and Kyle podcast. <laughs> Uh, but we tried to record the practice the other day, and hilariously, you think after everything I've done, I would know how to push the button. I accidentally hit stop on the recording before <laughs> every like JP. the entire recording session was lost because I accidentally hit stop and didn't notice. Well, you know what? 
you you that is who you are, JP. You just can't deny <laughs> yeah. it, right? Yeah, uh, I have a pretty crazy plan for next time that involves click tracks. Uh, but this is an anime podcast, and I went to an anime convention. Uh, Otakon was last weekend. I want to say Friday through Sunday. I almost said Thursday. Thursday is, for a lot of people, the start of the con, even though the con hasn't started. So you were there Thursday. Yes, I got to see a few people, and that was nice. It's Because, uh, you know, uh, obviously each year... Some people make it back and others are not able to. So, got to cherish. Yes. Saw a lot of uh, returning champions this year. Uh, I think uh, Mikey, I know, didn't make it and uh, Brian didn't make it. But for the most part, I feel like everybody else that I usually see was there. Oh, and Lindsay from ANN, I didn't see. Um. Uh, but otherwise, it seemed like all the usual suspects. Um, but it, it was a it was a good time. I, I have to say that my peak Otakon moment, the best part of the entire con, had nothing to do with anime. It didn't even happen during the con. It was when we were eating pizza, and uh, the one guy whose name I don't remember. This there was what like almost ten of us. Yeah, it was a lot. Uh, oh, no, I think it was like eight with me. Uh, so we're all hanging out. And one of them has to step away to make a phone call. And he says, uh, I got to be right back. I'm going to go call my wife. And without missing a beat, Adam is like, oh, this guy's got a wife. <laughs> 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 he said, like, that felt like a humble brag. <laughs> yeah, damn, man. Way to drag the rest of us. And I have been laughing about that for a week now. Uh, but uh, the anime parts were also good. Uh, let's see. I have in no, I guess, particular order. So some of these are going to be bad. Some of these are going to be good. This is just the order of my outline. Hit me. Uh, bad tech. This con is, it's the worst I've seen tech handled is since I've been on the East coast. So in Minnesota, I don't have as high of expectations. There's smaller conventions, they have smaller budgets. Uh, you know, they're not in unionized venues. I know sometimes cons here are, sometimes they aren't. I don't think Otakon is. No, I think it's... Based on what I'm not. about to explain to you. Uh, they did not have tech people this year for the first time I've ever seen it. Now, I don't know if they've done this before, but I've been going, I guess, for at least five or six years. There's always somebody running tech for the panels. It's it's somebody to make sure the microphones are working, make sure that the sound for your presentation can be heard, making sure that the projector, you know, is connecting to your laptop properly. It could be even as simple as turning out the lights. I cannot believe so, they went without tech people. Yeah, every I didn't go to a lot of panels. I will full disclosure with that, but every panel I did go to had a problem. Um the first is an anecdote from Twitter. NOS Anime, uh, a regular performer at Anime Lockdown, said that then when they got to their room, that uh, they needed help. Something wasn't working. So your only option is to call. They left a number, apparently. That person took so long to get there and troubleshoot the problem that their panel started late. Uh, they also had less time between panels this year they had 15 minutes instead of 30 minutes 
that is something I'm taking someone's word for on Twitter because I do not remember if it's normally 30 minutes, but Twitter said it was normally 30 minutes. Uh, this year, 15 minutes. Okay, that's fine. I was able to make it work because I know how to run sound equipment, uh, but I'm including my panel in the list of panels where things went wrong. I don't know if it's normally 30 minutes. I feel like it, like, I know that it, your con, you know, that it was 30 minute like gaps between panels. But, yeah, like, I think maybe a normal it, con, like it seems to me mostly to be back to back to back. I, I might be misunderstanding what they're saying to you. Maybe they mean most cons they go to are 30 minutes. And this is only 15, but I, I don't, I don't know. I think Otakon typically likes to have, like, as soon as someone's off, there's like a, you know, like a, it's like going, it's like between classes, right? They just want there to be something going on basically at every time. I think 15 is fine if you have somebody in the room. Yeah. If you're not going to have people in the room, you've got to give enough time for that person to get there. I don't know how many people they had for the whole show. Probably not enough. It could be worse. Were you seeing the pictures on Twitter? There was another con that was being held, like maybe the same weekend as Otacon, and they oh, had the... one like presentation room, and it was in the dealer's room. Yeah, <laughs> that was the con that Samantha went to, Rhode Island convention or whatever. It sounded like a nightmare. Like they, there wasn't even a projector. There were people literally turning their laptops around to show like the audience. I've had to do panels like that at Ryan Kampf cons. Uh, I don't fuck with that guy anymore, but early on, I didn't know that he was a predator and I got invited to the first Anna Minneapolis and they asked me to do a video panel and then I got there and there was no projector. How thoughtful of them. The only time I've ever been invited to a con. Uh, so I'm including my panel, even though I was able to sort it out. Uh, the sound for the uh, laptop connection was too low, like way too low. Like, could not hear it with my laptop on max settings. Uh, fortunately, I was able to turn it up myself. Uh, Tony, a uh, friend of the podcast, uh, went on stage and just kept hitting play on my clip until I got at a level that I liked. Uh, I went to the discotheque panel, which I'll go more in depth in uh, in a moment. Uh, but there... Something, I'm not sure what was going on. They had a tech person helping them for like five or ten minutes. Uh, and their, uh, the projector must have been set up wrong or something, because some of their clips you couldn't even see. Uh. Uh, they also didn't have enough microphones. They're, they, it was only a three-person panel. Yeah, geez. Uh, but they didn't have enough microphones. Um, I also went to, oh, you know what? Uh, Evan Mento's panel, nothing went wrong. Uh, but um, to be fair, he probably presents the most as well. Yes. between all of his industry stuff and all of his fan run panels. Yeah, the the thing that went wrong during him his panel was was his bad because he was re- relying on Wi Fi to play a clip. Oh, Evan! <laughs> uh, but uh, I went to a guest panel. Uh, Justin Cook and. Oh, shoot. I want to say Megan Shipman. Uh, I'm sorry if that's not your name. Not that you'll ever hear this. Uh, she plays Maple in Beaufury. Uh Their mics died. <laughs> or uh, one of the mics died. Because they were all wireless mics. Right. And it just, halfway through the panel, it just went out. And I mean, that's bad enough Justin on a normal just, panel, but on a, you know, a, on a guest voice panel? performer panel. Yikes. 
Yeah, so he just talked loud for the rest of the panel. Uh, and when he could, they would pass the mic back and forth. At least he has that theater training, can project. Oh, my God. Uh, but all the panels were good. Uh, so kudos to the people presenting them. But it's really, it's really, I don't know, disenfranchised, dispiriting. To, like, we are... I feel like this isn't an exaggeration. We're like the heart and the soul of the con. We are the entire schedule. Right. Otakon is a fan program con. Like that is what you know? it is, I believe, first and foremost above everything. Like me personally, my panel alone is not the heart and soul of the con, but everybody making up the entire programming track, like without the panels, it's just a dealer's room. Yep. And to phone it in on that is not cool um and it's you know it sounds like other people ran into issues and and what i wonder is okay so that mike died during justin cook's panel did that get fixed after it was done no one's in the room to know that it was broken so presumably the next panel after that came to a dead mike called somebody and then their panel was delayed too you know like the it's it's even if you're not going to have somebody in the room it's not difficult to say hey every four hours go swap the battery right <laughs> you know um i i have bad tech panel good those are my <laughs> those are two bullet points uh oh something that i didn't put on my list um so this con we looked up before starting uh, had more people than last year, but felt like it had less, which is a good thing, because that means that they handled lines and crowd control better. Did they have more of the convention open uh, than previous years, or was it the same, you know, like, blockouts? I feel like it was the same. I mean, I don't, I don't go to every single corner of the convention, but the stuff that I'm used to, like the dealer's room and artist alley were in the same place, panels were in the same place. Uh, check-in for panelists was in a different spot, but it was more or less the same experience. It was just downstairs instead of upstairs. Uh, but yeah, there was 42,000 people, according to Anime News Network. Last year was 40,000 and change. And uh, I don't think I waited in line ever outside of waiting to check in as a panelist, but there was only three people in front of me. Uh, but, uh, you know, normally like the first day or like the first, you know, couple hours of a con, it's a pretty long line, but, uh, that was not the case this year. So that was handled very well. I don't know what changed, but, uh, a lot of us thought that less people were there and there was actually, what did I say? 20,000 more or 2000 more? 2000 more. I hope uh, 20,000 would be like crazy. Oh yeah. 42. Yeah. Yeah. 2000 more people. Uh, I put discotech bummer. I guess I wrote all the bad things first. Uh, discotech. So they put on a good show as they usually do. But the problem that a lot of people had is that they hyped this up on Twitter. They really did. Like this was going to be the end all be all anime convention panel. They're like, you guys don't even know. You don't even know. Like it's going to be so great. And I... I'm not kidding you when I say that like they would, they were announcing things and the room was silent. <laughs> it was fucking wild. 
Well, because the big and I, as far as I gather, the huge announcement was one that wasn't technically announced until afterwards. Yes, that's correct. The, so their big thing that they were excited to announce was the Digimon movie that Mamoru Hosoda did finally broken up into its what three distinct parts. So now we can actually watch it uncut. Yes, because I I believe Hosoda. I know for a fact he did our war game, um, and I believe he did the first Digimon movie. I don't know. I don't think he did the third one, but. Those are the, all the movies that were then recut into the American Digimon, yes. the movie. And it sounds like we are getting not only the originals of all of those, but we're also getting a newly restored Digimon, the movie. Uh, oh, that's cool. Like, according well, to what I saw on Twitter, it looks like it's going to be like an all-in-one package of it all. I mean, that makes sense. Why, you know, why would they not give us the cut that everybody remembers as a kid in addition to that? They're also doing a union dub for uh those three films yes and it looks like dope. they got uh like from what i can gather most of the original cast who played those characters like who people are familiar with so that's really exciting for digimon fans but for everybody else for team pokemon uh it, it was kind of a bummer if if they hadn't gone in with super high expectations it would have been a great panel but at the end, when they're like, oh, I guess we have time for questions. And they had like 15, 20 minutes. I was like, what? Really? Really? Oh, okay. I mean, to be fair, the Digimon movies are a big get. They have never been released here in their original forms. Uh, none of them. And of course, the Digimon, the movie, I think the last time that was available was on VHS. Yeah, well, I, I was thinking about this. I think Digimon is a big thing for people that buy Digimon, excuse me, but for people that go to a discotheque panel, that's not what they're there for. I bet Digimon is one of their best sellers, but the people going to that panel are not the people buying it. Well, I don't, uh, let's put it this way. I just finished watching all of these, like the original Digimon Zero Two and the movies. And like the series, I would say 100%, but those movies are so good that I think they're like, they're enjoyable. Just as like, if you're a fan of Hosoda, for example, like it's 100% worth getting. If you're just a fan of like really good nineties, like high budget animation, like, yeah, like those are, I think in that sense, this is a bigger announcement than when they got the TV series. Yeah. No, I'm just talking about the people that go to the discotheque panel proper. The people that go to the Digimon panel. Yeah. They were super hyped. And also, let's be real here. I mean, if like up until now, the only way you could have seen it is if you pirated it. So like we've already everyone who could be enthused about those has basically already done so. Uh, What what is cool out of that is uh, they're doing a film remasters or whatever the vault thing of Crying Freeman and Goku Midnight Eye. The animated or the live action? The uh, animated. Just wanted to check. And what's funny about that is the clips that they used were so nondescript that nobody, including myself, who knows what those movies are, had any idea what it was until they said, oh, I guess you guys didn't uh, know what that one was. <laughs> it's like, it's uh, just very, very silly. But I'm happy they I'm, got Frank Freeman. Uh, crying Freeman. I, uh, uh, what's it called? Goku Midnight Eye is I believe the only thing left of Kawajiri that wasn't on Blu-ray. I, I'm I'm almost certain, at least, I mean, if we don't count all of the shorts and stuff that he did, right? all of his like longer-running work, I believe, is on Blu-ray now. That's a hell of an uh, accomplishment. 
Yeah, it's I'm turning it because it's uh, Vampire Hunter D, Ninja Scroll, Wicked City, Demon City, Shinjuku, uh, Cyber City. Uh, oh, Highlander. Highlander still needs to be on Blu-ray. So you're saying there can only be one more title that they need to put out. <laughs> yes. Got it. Uh, what else? The dealer's room was a good time. The dealer's room is always great. Uh, the one thing that's tough, though, is I could not spend any money this year because the writers and the actors are on strike and I just don't have income like I used to. So it's only fun looking at things you wish you could buy for so long. <laughs> so I got bored yeah. pretty quick. So wait, if you uh, weren't going to a ton of panels and you weren't buying a ton of stuff, what were you spending all your time on, JP? I took a lot of naps. Uh, no, I still walked around. In, I mean, I spent a decent amount of time on the con floor. Because uh, I also, I did my panel, which went really well. Uh, we had a live demonstration this time where I wrote a fake deleted scene from Barbie where Barbie talks about how Crunchyroll is union busting. Uh, what else? Uh, went out to dinner with the group of people. <laughs> we accidentally went to a really expensive restaurant and everybody like no one wanted to be the person to say, maybe we shouldn't eat here. So I finally stood up and started walking <laughs> away. Just had to pull the trigger. Well, it was it was a lot. They had it was like chicken and waffles for fifty dollars. Yo, yeah, it was uh really uh, we mixed up restaurants. This one was called Yard Bird. We were looking for Yard House. Too many yards. So we ended up uh, going to a burger place instead. I think it was called like Single Tap or Burger Tap or something. I don't know. It was all right. Uh, what else happened at Otakon? I finally went into the Artist Alley. Uh, the Artist Alley, not at Otakon. I always thought it was in the same room. I didn't realize it was in a separate room. It's like because they're both gigantic rooms. To be fair, like each of them yeah. is an aircraft hangar. Well, and some stuff in the dealer's room is stuff that would make more sense in Artist Alley. Yes. So I just assumed that they combined them. Not really my thing. I I don't have anything against the Artist Alley. It's just not my thing. So I went in there, did one round, and walked out. Yeah, I uh, I that happens to me a lot too. Sometimes I I do like like uh, the Artist Alley at Anime NYC. There was a lot of stuff I liked. Uh, I didn't buy anything because like the shirts that I did like they didn't have in my sizes. But um, yeah, it's it's fun. It's there's people that like doing that so uh just not my scene uh azuki azuki's panel was almost at midnight which was really weird uh was it an after dark panel was there some cool sleazy adult content or no yeah evan did it naked uh <laughs> no it was just it was very weird to like i know that a lot of people don't go to the manga industry panels <laughs> But it, it seems kind of insulting to be like, okay, well, you're doing it at 11 p.m. on uh, Saturday, so go fuck yourself. <laughs> there was, I mean, there was a decent, there's maybe 20 people in there, which is not terrible for that time slot. Um, 
but it was still a bummer. Uh, yeah. Evan's good people and Azuki is good people. They deserve better than that. Um, my panel, conversely, was a packed room, which was really cool. They finally got me in the right sized room. Last year, they put me in the 700 capacity room. Not that many people care about sound. Uh, this year, I was in a room that maybe was 100, maybe 50. I'm not really sure. I took a picture I could count, uh, but very few seats were left open, which was cool. That's a good feeling. Uh, I think that's just about everything. Oticon is fun. I like it. I had a weird time this year. Uh, I'm still adjusting to not drinking at the anime convention. Yeah, but at least you uh, got some good uh, mocktails and stuff. Yeah, I did have a couple fake beers. Uh, but I'm I'm realizing that a lot of the activities that I used to do revolved around drinking. So when you take that out of the equation, it's like, well, I don't know what to do at this event. It's all because I uh, wasn't there, JP. Next year, I will. And for the entire time. And then it will be the good times. Yeah, then, then me, you, and Evan can have uh, the non-alcoholic Oda Brew. That's exactly it. Um, but yeah, I went to Oda Brew and it's like, hey, everybody's getting drunk. And it's just I did really that one year too. Uh, when I, 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 didn't, I just didn't buy a ticket. There was like a guest ticket and I went there and it was so miserable because all anyone was there to talk about was what they were drinking. And oh. <laughs> being the one person who wasn't, it was just like, damn, I really fucked up. I've never been to the old style version of it. Uh, the ones that I've been to are just room parties. Where they do the same thing, but it's like 15 people in a room. You know, the one I went to, they actually rented out. There's like an op, there's like a rentable office space near where the convention center is. Mm-hmm. And they had, it was very much like, okay, we've done it all in charts. And, you know, each person's going to get like this one. It was all very clinical and they, yeah. they really knew their shit, but not for me. I think that next year I want to try to get a press badge. I think that covering the con might be the answer. That'd be fun. Uh, so we got to really push the website this year is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Got it. Well, you know, cause I, I like going, but I, I, I think I just, I need to find a different motivation for like, what's going to get me to do different activities. Uh, cause like there's, you know, there was a couple screenings that I might've been interested in going to, but I don't want to wait in line for an hour to watch a movie in a suboptimal setting, you know, yep. <laughs> especially if they don't have anybody running tech. Um, they had a movie that I wanted to see, uh, but I chose to go to a voice actor panel and which one, uh, the tunnel to summer exit of goodbye. I oh, think is that the one with the two? It's like, there's the alternate version of it. Y- no, that is a different film, but it's also high dive. Okay. Uh, this is about a tunnel that when you're in it, time goes faster. Oh, I, I think the, I remember seeing a trailer for this. Yes. I have the book and I have the manga. I've read the manga and it is, I've never seen a story pivot so quickly from this is really fucking interesting to, oh, I guess I'll finish this. Oh, well, that's disappointing. Uh, about halfway through it, gets kind of generic and boring but the original premise is really cool and it might might work better as a movie and you know the movie and the manga and the book for all i know may all be different 
versions of the same story. Uh, but uh, we also we watched some anime. So oh, anime at an anime convention. Oh, I meant that we as people watched anime. Oh, well, that makes more we, sense. Too. I did watch anime at the anime convention. I watched Toonami, but I wouldn't say that that's as exciting. Now with the, on those motion interpolated television sets that you can't fix. Oh my god. So uh, I've got about seven things that you did, and I think I did like eight things. Yeah. Tell me about ZOM 100. Yeah, so uh, I think we're up to episode four um, is where the last one that aired. And I think so far it's been a good ride. Um, I will say that I think that the first episode was probably the best so far. Mm -hmm. I do think it has been a little bit more generic following that. It's it's weird because it is I it's I don't know like well, what's the best way to put it? I it feels very much like eat because he has the list right like the first one is just setting up the world in his emotional state but it feels yeah. like four episodes further like we haven't really gone there much for it's very much like episodic in terms of like this at time I'm gonna do one of the things on my list and it kind of feels unrelated to everything else I mean that is what the story is moving forward. Uh, the yeah. first episode had the room to be experimental and fun because of the way that it sets up the story. Uh, I have not been keeping up. I've watched the first two, but I've read about half of the manga release that's come out here. I find it to be very enjoyable, but I find subsequent volumes less enjoyable than the first volume. So it, it yeah. sounds like the anime is kind of echoing that I do still think it's a worthwhile series to read. Uh, and at least what I've seen of the show, I really like, but I've only seen the first two. This is disappointing for me personally. Uh, Cause I think that first episode was kind of promising something that it's not really interested in doing. But well, he's, you know, trying to do all the stuff that he didn't have time to do. They do. I just don't think it's very interesting promise. to watch personally. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, like it's fair. fun. Like, let's put it this way. I think a lot of these, like, I would almost prefer one episode of, like, a supercut of him doing a bunch of them before we get to, like, okay, yeah. like, I did them. Now let's get to, like, back to the point. Because, like, this I'm, one, I think in the last one, his wish was that he wanted to get a giant, like, honking widescreen television. <laughs> and they spend an entire episode, uh, him, like, trying to get this widescreen. And then they end up doing another one on accident. Because, what, like, the right before they left, the guy's like, you want to, like, go on a date with some... I don't know, air, um, air, oh, yeah, like it, air, yeah, they get trapped in the mall and then they get, or whatever. yeah, they get trapped in the mall looking for the television and then they meet some people and it just turns out that they happen to be air, you know, air hostesses. <laughs> and then they end up having like one of those classic, like sit down, like group dr drinking event, like dating things with them. I mean, to be fair, Kyle, it is called Bucket List of the Dead, and he is checking off things on a bucket list. Yeah, but like, in a zombie I, apocalypse. Listen, it's just not very interesting, like week to week. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's not a super great, uh, yeah. like, structure to hang a television series on. I think that, in, in that sense, it works better as a manga for me. Yeah, it will start to get going a little more because they're going to start to travel across Japan. Right, but they there's still the two main characters who are missing, right? Like we have the two male characters who bonded and joined up, but now we oh. have to get 
the uh, the Japanese girl that we've met, and then I guess the whoever the blonde lady is. Yes. Uh, yeah, they'll. I forget how they get the first woman to join them, uh, but the other one they meet on the road. Got it. So that is, uh, I want to say, like volume three or four. I don't know how much of this they're going to adapt, like how quickly. Uh, probably just made not me so gonna... sad. There's no way we're getting this whole thing animated. This is going to be another one of those. Oh, that's no. Like, hey, go buy the manga. We're just well, going to end it. Kind I of. mean, it, it's possible because currently there are 12, 10 or 11. <laughs> just pick a number between 10 and 12 volumes of manga out. That's not unheard of to do in 26 episodes. Uh, that's about what Eden Zero does. That's, I think, similar to what uh, Demon Slayer does. Uh, so it just depends on... I'd have to look and see, like, are they doing a chapter per episode? Probably not, but... I just want to warn view, uh, listeners, all right? Uh, as I'm sure they will notice, it turns out I don't just want to watch something that's an ad for something else. I want the thing <laughs> to be a good thing in and of itself, not needing the others. Uh, you know, it should, be, it should work standalone. Uh, yeah, I don't feel like Psalm 100 is going to be that. That's fair. Uh, so what are you watching, I've, JP? I'm watching Grappler Baki, my dude. Oh, man. Uh, so they dropped the first part of the Pickle Saga, I think, on like the Saturday of the con. And I just finally got around to watching it. It is like, I don't say this lightly. This may be peak Baki. <laughs> now. Up to this point, my favorite arc has always been the uh, Most Dangerous Criminals arc. It's still really fucking crazy. I think that's 26 episodes, and it's just like eight criminals from around the world like break out of prison and escape the death penalty to go beat up a 15-year-old Japanese boy. He is the, the greatest grappler. It's... So outrageous. The the prisoner arc has people throwing up grenades and like, I don't know, cutting off their hands and still punching someone to death with the stump. What? But the pickle arc, I don't want to like spoil too much for you here, but if you've heard of the pickle arc, you probably already know what's going on. They resurrect a caveman and fight him. <laughs> right, we're going to go prehistoric on you. <laughs> so somehow they find uh, a guy that's like in a karate pose fighting a T-Rex encased in ice and then they thaw him out uh and he comes back to life and uh all of our main characters similar to how the prisoners broke out of prison because of synchronicity they all like I got to go fight that guy. And the reason his name is Pickle, I don't think they said it in the anime, but I remember them saying it in the manga is because he's got a huge dick. Yep. Big old caveman swinging dick. And they make some pretty good dick jokes in this. Um, It's really kind of fucked up uh, because they did it during a sexual assault scene and they just had like a close up of his boner. And the narrator is like, nobody could rise to the occasion to stop Pickle. It's like, God damn oh my it. God. Um, 
but uh it's so goofy i don't know how to explain it you just have to watch it like they all break into like the maximum security facility that they're keeping pickle in to fight him and like everybody's just like their heads are popping out of the ceiling one guy comes out of a swimming pool one of them's like disguised in a bush and they're just like oh you're here to fight pickle as well it's it's incredible uh i'm three episodes in it's the best uh one of the characters does die that's kind of a spoiler, but it's also not really a spoiler because he has an isekai manga. What? So Pickle kills one of the guys. I'm pretty sure. It's either Pickle kills him or in the next uh, arc of Baki, one of the characters dies. And they made an isekai of where that guy goes after he gets murdered. <laughs> oh my god. It's so funny. He's in like a, and it's like a normal isekai, like dragons and swords and shit. And he's just like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> right. I was just fighting a caveman and then this is happening. Um, I read some of it. It was, it was only being scanlated and it was a really slow translation. So it, I don't know if they ever did more. I only got to read the first chapter. <laughs> But still, this is a great season for you, even though Baki, like, it's oh, yeah. it's gotten started a little bit later than everything else, but hell of a wait, right? Yeah, everybody, everyone's like, oh, this season's kind of a bummer for me. I'm eating good, because I got Baki, I got Bleach, I got Horny Baby, Venning Machine is good. We're going to talk about all of those. Uh, but what else have you been watching? All right, well, I guess the other thing uh, that I've been, this is the one I've been enjoying the most, but uh, I finally started watching Helk. Uh, I, oh, yeah. I gave you a little bit of a pitch when I saw you at Otakon, but yeah, you said you really liked it. Yeah, so it's I'm not going to tell everyone it's great, great, but there is a, a though I guess the premise I'll get it out really quick is that the king of the demons is dead, blah blah blah, but now they need to find a new one, and they're holding a giant tournament, and whoever wins is going to be the new ruler of the demon realm. But it turns out that the up and uh, the favorite, the crowd favorite, the one everyone is wanting to win, it looks like he's going to win handily, is Helk, the human hero. And of course, all the demons are going, like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, isn't this our enemy? What? And so they try to stop him. Uh, I guess, like, the demon general lady is just like, I'm going to have to stop this. But none of it works. He's too good. He's too heroic. Uh, it's kind of a whatever premise. Uh, I wasn't, I was planning on stopping to watch it uh, pretty quickly. I didn't think it was going to have legs, but it's just so stupid. Like it's, it's one of those, it's really relying on like the stupid levels of comedy. Uh, for example, they're like, okay, we have to beat him, but he's too powerful. So they try like three times to beat him in like a, like, okay, we're going to just do a test of strength. Fuck. He's too powerful. What about speed? He's too fast. What about intelligence? He's really f intelligent. They're like, damn it. Well, what if we do it so that it's a cooking competition now? <laughs> damn it. He can cook a great creme brulee. Even though I'm the judge and I went in intending on giving him a zero, I, when I tasted his food, it overpowered me and I gave him a 10 out of 10 without thinking. Oh, oh God. You know, it's like that kind of stuff. Like, I think one of the competitions is build a, a, a house of cards. But they but they give him special cards that are un like that are like all slippery and they can't stand up. 
due to magic. And they're like, ha we beat him. And then I, he does like ridiculous solve and everyone's just like, he's so all the crowd is just getting caught up in the, the moment. But what really caught my, um, in episode two, there's a race and they give oh, everyone yeah. else like horses, like these like badass looking like unicorn horses, things, uh, really menacing, tall, fierce, uh, very fast. And then Helk, who's a giant, like, he, he looks, who's that, you know, Krang from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, how he has that giant, like, robot body? <laughs> yeah. That's what the hero looks like. He looks like the robot body of Krang. Uh, he's this giant, hulking, you know, like, muscly man. And they oh. give him, like, a little dog to I ride. look this up. I am imagining something else. I think I'm thinking of a Rumikun goes to demon school, because yeah. I don't know what Hulk looks like. Hulk, he, he's just like a giant guy. He he has like a he doesn't even wear a shirt. He has a cape because he's too big. Like his clothes would rip if he were to wear a shirt. Oh, I know why I'm confused because the cover of the manga just has a hot elf girl on it. Yeah, that's the demon general. But uh, in any case, so he has this dog, right? And they're saying, okay, whoever wins this race, and you know, everyone goes away, and he's literally his dog's not even moving. His dog's literally just crying, and Hulk just looks at the dog and he goes. Like, I don't know if he, I can't remember if he does this psychically or if he talks to it, but he goes like, hey, don't worry. You know what, little buddy, like me and you together, like we're going to make this work. Like, tell me what your troubles are. We're going to, we're going to figure this out. And the whole time, all the race commentators are just like, well, Hulk's still back or Hulk is still back at like the stadium. Hasn't moved. Everyone else is already halfway done and they're fighting off legions of blah, blah, blah. And then the next time they cut, they're like, oh my gosh, Hulk is coming from behind. What's this? And the camera cuts, and you understand, this isn't a big dog. Uh, but the dog has been so sufficiently pumped up by Helk's, I guess, motivational speech that it, he gives it, that it is running, and Helk is running over it. But because he has to ride it according to the rules, he's holding the reins of the dog, but he's running in perfect lockstep while standing above it. The dog is just tall enough to not hit, like, his crotch basically so he's they're both running independently one on top of the other and it is such a ridiculous image that i just i could not contain it. i just started I, I i think i had to stop watching for a good five to ten minutes i was laughing so hard uh, you know i'm glad you mentioned that because it reminded me of one of the funniest parts of episode two of grappler baki the way that one of the characters breaks into the security place where pickle is living is he does that but with a security guard, <laughs> he like stands like inches behind the security guard, but matches his movements exactly. So the guy can't sense him. That's <laughs> amazing. So ridiculous to the point where he's able to walk up with the security guard while he says hi to one of his security guard friends and the other guy can't see him. He's just shadowing him that hard. Yes. <laughs> You can't underestimate like, a good physical comedy, right? In an oh, animation, man. especially. So, uh, for that reason, I'm continuing to watch Hulk, although nothing has been as funny after that. So, uh, you know, who knows if I'll go the distance, but Hulk is a good time. Uh, I'm keeping up with Bleach, and <laughs> like, Bleach is. It's such an interesting show because. So, I don't watch a lot of like shonen fighting shows. Right. Uh, but Bleach has a place in my heart because it was an anime that I watched a lot in college. Uh, 
you know, when you watch something like Dragon Ball Z, which I've been doing lately as background noise, and you watch like 20 episodes in a row, or, you know, I do that with My Hero, it doesn't feel like, like the pacing isn't that crazy. He's like, all right, you know, we're fighting Boo for 40 episodes, but I'm watching 20 of them in a sitting. Yeah. But Bleach, you know, when you're watching these fights 10 minutes at a time, it's it blows my mind because I'm enjoying myself, but it is wild how every week we still don't really progress in any way. I've always Ichigo, said, I don't think that those kinds of series benefit from the week to week. I think they are made for binging. Oh my god. Ichigo hasn't been in the show for like a month and a half. <laughs> Every this What they do, it's really funny. They'll do the whole episode, they'll go to the ending credits early, so then there's like two minutes of time post-song, and that's when we get to see Ichigo and for like three episodes in a row, the thing that he is doing is sweating. That's it. Whoa. <laughs> and you're just like, man, he's really training in the hyperbolic time chamber or something. Like, whoa, he's really doing it. Yep. Uh, but the other thing that I love about Bleach and other people don't love is it's one of those shows that's just like, oh, well, I was losing but losing was actually part of my plan because you thought I was losing, which actually meant now that I can win. Ah, classic. <laughs> and it's it does that every fucking week. And like there was one bit where So how much do you know about Bleach? If I say the word Bonkai, do you know what that is? I have no idea what that means. That's like their version of Super Saiyan. Okay. So uh they had all their Bonkai stolen. By these essentially Nazis. Uh, they're like, what do you call oh. it? Yeah. <laughs> Ble- Bleach gets a little murky politically. I talked about this when the first uh, season of the new series came out. You were telling me about the gods, right? And you were saying something about like, like God did this, but then this. Yeah. Happen, so huh? uh, a thousand years ago, uh, the Shinigamis tried to genocide uh this group called the quincy's now what doesn't make any sense is that quincy's are kind of like if there was a whole race of people that were after the image of jesus because their leader is literally god but the soul reapers or the shinigami also answer to god but it's god's dad so it's like if god and jesus both had right, gangs. so it's like God exists, but then God's there's like God, God above that. Yes. So they they had their genocide, and they're coming back now. Where it gets weird is that the Quincy's uh, definitely heavily inspired by the Nazis to the point where I'm pretty sure they're called the SS at one point. Oh, good. Um. So they steal the Shinigami's Bankais, which is just their super altar techniques. And uh, they're able to, they magically get them back by taking Senzu beans. That's another DBZ reference for those keeping up. And at this point, uh, the Quincy God is like, well, you know, they think that they actually 
just got the upper hand. But this was always part of my plan because my guys, the SS, having those Bankais was actually holding them back because the Bankai was preventing them from using their full power. So mm. now they can use their full power. And it's like, motherfucker, why did you steal the Bankai then? <laughs> if you were always able to beat them and taking that actually made you weaker. Why'd you take it? Why'd you take it? Uh, because it's bleach, motherfucker. And Teet Kubo makes this shit up as he's going on. Drink going your along. fanboy tears, Mr. Wik- uh, your Wikipedia editors. It's incredible. So uh, that's, <laughs> that's what's happening in Bleach. Um, one of the characters that's a dog finds out that he can turn into a guy. But when he turns into a guy, it kills him. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) What's so funny about that is to turn into a human, he has to rip out his own heart. And as he's dying, he's like, huh, I guess I didn't think that through. (laughs) (laughs) What? I I needed that to be alive. (laughs) Bleach, man. Because it's unbelievable. There's a, a pro wrestler character who uh, is immortal. It's kind of like Ornstein and Smog from uh, uh, not Elden Ring, Dark Souls, where uh, he has this little guy that cheers him on. And as long as that little guy is uh, alive, he could resurrect the wrestler guy. And as long as the wrestler guy is alive, he can resurrect the fan. Hmm. And so to beat them, you have to kill them both at the same time. And so that's what the latest episode was about. And it's just like, it's very silly. I'm loving it, but it is so goofy. And uh, if you're taking Bleach seriously, I, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, those people have probably already kicked the bucket, right? Probably, probably, because this is an anime based on a manga that ended like a decade ago. Uh, what else are you watching, Kyle? All right, I guess the other one I want to talk about is the one that I just finished watching the latest episode of, uh, I think, 20 minutes before we recorded. Um, Dope. I, when, I would, when I met you at Otakon, I was kind of complaining, uh, I'm not, and I just want to be clear here, I don't think this is a very good season for anime, but... But what I mean is stuff that began this season. Like, I'm aware that there is, you know, uh, was it Mutoku Tenshi or something? Oh, yeah. Mushoku Tensei. Mushoku Tensei. That's it. Um, I know that that is a continuing. I know Bleach is from the last season. Um, and mm. I know, but and Baki is technically a continuation yeah. of the Baki series. But in terms of what has been, you know, started in this season of 2023, uh, it's been kind of dire. Yeah. Um, but I just started watching the, the Gene of AI. Mm-hmm. Uh, and wow, I'm actually really sad that I'm, it took me this long to get to it because it's really fun and cool. Um, so for anyone who doesn't know it, the only thing I can compare it to is blackjack of all things. Oh, nice. Because, uh, each episode, uh, we're sometime indeterminate. I don't know when in the future, uh, and in the future we have a much greater integration with technology. So there's people. You know, humans like normal us, uh, you and I, and they have, you know, kind of like, you can ingrain tech, though, in a way where it's just like, oh, like, you're able to interface with computers directly, and all of this stuff is virtual, and it's completely changed society, cool. But then there's humanoids, who are 
like a midpoint between say like robots and you know humans and even though they are mechanical beings they have been integrated with society to the point that like oh like love between like a human and a humanoid is completely just whatever like they're just they're basically the same except that you can like reprogram them and stuff and then there's actual robots and there's ai and each episode it's like it kind of feels like each episode will will kind of introduce like one character and then kind of follow that and uh this character and whatever their problem is to the conclusion um and i guess the reason why i say it's like blackjack is that our main character is a doctor who doesn't seem to have like any like within his job within his career he might personally disagree with what someone wants him to do as like a this robot as this very famous uh i guess infamous he seems like he he's willing to do whatever the client wants even if it's illegal even if he feels differently because like ultimately he's like i'll do whatever you want me to do right like even if he's a little bit under the you know, like he even has like an alias of some sort. But I guess what's interesting about the series is that even though he is the like the main character and he's the one that connects all of these stories, like he's not really central to it. Like it really tries to focus on what the characters are going through. And it just feels like they are kind of going, hey, like let's kind of tell like an interesting story about, oh, like this one will be about AI. This one will be about the movie AI from Steven Spielberg. Like what if we combined <laughs> the teddy bear and uh, and the boy from AI into one character, and let's just like tell a story about this like little teddy bear. And does it have a heart? Maybe. Who's to say? Right. Oh, let's tell an episode about. Oh, like the first one's really interesting. There's like a. You can make backups, for example, of people's personalities, but it's completely illegal. And this one husband and wife, they actually do it because they're, you know, they're both humanoids and they're kind of afraid. I think some accident happens and that makes them go, like, we should make a backup. Well, in getting the backup, the it corrupts the wife's AI, her programming, and she has this virus that can't be fixed except by using the backup. And they're about to use it. And she's just like, but I'll lose like weeks. And like, what if happened? And you have to completely wipe my firmware to do it. Like, what if you can't put it back? And so she just willingly dies. You know, that comes up in Eden Zero as well. That similar concept. Uh, there's a character that uh, they find them. They're, they're looking for a person. When they find them, they are dead. But they're also a robot. They're like, well, can't we just, you know, fix her and bring her back? They're like, well, that doesn't count. Like, we have a backup. But that's not the same thing. Yes, and and in this one, uh, they actually do use the backup at the end of the episode, and but again, like they lose all that time. So the there's like a moment, and it's just like a small family moment because the whole family up until this point, like the the daughter and the husband, are just kind of like, oh, it's the same. Like we just made this backup recently. Like we're only going to lose a few weeks, um, and then when she dies, though, they bring her back, and then you see like a little episode because before she went under and had this, um, you know, this before she fell like i guess death uh to her own death with the virus mm-hmm. she um she was making breakfast and was like oh I, I experimented this time and i used cream and i used this ingredient and the daughter's like oh that's so good and then when the mom comes back she goes i made eggs and the daughter without like i guess understanding is just like oh you made it with cream right and the mom's like is that better like, mm. i don't 
I don't know what you want. Is this? Are you, and then the daughter just finds herself like, you know, they're they're just coming face to face with a lot of these ethical and moral dilemmas, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the only thing that really, um, like, it's a pretty good show. I think it uh, it looks really nice. It, it actually looks a lot like Pluto, not the new series. Um, like oh, it, it looks a lot That's like the manga yet, is it? of Pluto. Like it, you know, uh, it's like it has that kind of Urasawa uh, character look to it. Nice. Um, Pluto is that next season? I think it's next season. So I, I just watched a trailer of that. It looks fun. Yeah, the the characters have nice designs. Um, but I guess the I guess maybe the interesting thing about it is that uh, of course, this is tackling issues of AI and mm-hmm. uh and things so like that we're dealing with. I think in one episode that I saw. Uh, a, like a character has a crush on the doctor. She's his nurse, and her friend is just like, "Oh yeah, hey, I just got this new uh, like AI, you know, like insert a character software. Do you want me to go through a few scenarios of how you might be able to get him into a relationship?" Mm-hmm. And they test out a preview, and it's just ridiculous. But I, I think what's funny about it is that even though they're more optimistic about the software, like I, I think in one episode as well, like a character. Uh, I think he has the uh, he has a crush on a girl at his class, and he gets a mod from the doctor, so that way he can take photos and insert them into like an AI, like visual novel generator. Except that the character will now be based off the images and uh, of the girl that he's submitting. Oh God! And then I... it ends up fucking up his personal life in some way. There was a movie a few, God, this is probably almost 10 years ago at this point, called Creative Control that had something like that. This guy like has a crush on his friend's wife and makes an AI version of her that he like fools around with. And it totally fucks his brain up to the point where he goes to like flirt with her in real life. And she's like, what are you doing? <laughs> yep. It's like, what about last night? Very good movie. Uh, it's in black and white, which is an interesting uh, artistic oh, choice. Cool. But uh, it was a modern movie. Reggie Watts is in it. Yeah. So, uh, but in that sense, I I'm really liking what I've seen of Gene of AI. I think it's probably the best thing I'm, I'm watching this season. All right. Honestly, so I had that on my list. I just haven't watched it yet. Yeah, give it a shot. It uh, it there is kind of an overarching story, but it. it is actually much more concerned with, I think, like the episode to episode. Nice. So uh, uh, that's me. What are you? Uh, what else are you watching? You said Baki, been, Bleach. Uh, yeah, uh, Mushoku Tensei, Tensai, Tensei. I've been keeping up with. Um, the one thing that I'm bummed out about this season, and I don't know if they ever come back. It wouldn't surprise me if they don't, because uh, this is based on a twenty-volume series. Uh, the main crew broke up at the end of the last season and so it's a little weird watching this show with our uh lead kind of starting over from scratch oh okay Um, so are they jumping around between the two like the various characters who split up or are they just focusing on one i don't know if we'll ever see those people again that is it's been four or five episodes and they barely even mention them um so it's 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 really interesting. Um just like I got used to that character dynamic uh because one of them had been like the supporting lead since at least halfway through the first season 
um, certainly through the second season or however you want to break it up They're I think technically calling this season two. Um, but I believe the last season was two cores split up over a year. So I think of it as season one, two and three, whatever. Right. Um, anime has gotten really confusing these days. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the other guy you didn't meet until the second core. Uh, and so his arc completed, so it would be, f- it makes sense if we never see him again, um, but that we don't see this other character. It, like, I, I hope they come back. I really like the dynamic between them and the main character. Um, and so this is just him, like, kind of picking up the pieces of his life uh, because he's feeling really, like, depressed that his team left him. So it's 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 still good. It's still, you know the same show it just it's a little lonelier um if that makes sense i mean it still looks i mean if i was to include continuing series it it probably looks like the best thing that's running the series yeah outside of baki of course definitely and it, it's still one of the best looking shows out uh that's that's the a big reason to watch this show uh, cause it, it still, you know, has, it has problematic elements, but it is a very well executed series, um, which is fun. If you like animation, which we do here at this anime podcast. And if you don't, then how did you well, find us? Yeah. <laughs> um, I can shotgun some of these vending machine is still good. I, I disagree. Really... I dropped that so long ago. I don't really have anything to say about it. It's a very light show in terms of story. I'll just say this. I was on board with it to a degree, except when I realized that it was, uh, it's a harem for a vending machine. And that's when I was like, fuck this shit. What? No, it's not. It's so, it so is. I'm four episodes in and nobody's tried to fuck him. Yeah, they're not trying to fuck him yet, but just you wait. Like, they're already, like, women fighting over him. There's, like, the little girl princess who, like, was, is, like, the angry Sundere. Uh, she wants him, <laughs> literally in his house. She wants him, She wants to own him. We have the girl who carries him on the back. Uh, yeah. We have the girl who got the condoms from him. Please. What? Okay. This most is not, of these that, are, that happens. Most of these are all true things. The little girl has maybe two minutes of screen time in the entire series so far. Yeah, but she wants him. Again, it's, it, I'm not saying they literally want to jump his bones. Like, okay. obviously, he's made out of steel. You're telling it's a me very different want, kind of harem. But you wouldn't it is want a, a magic vending machine? Look, who among us hasn't wanted a, a vending machine in their That's, house? Oof. Uh, murder farce. I think I'm gonna drop that one. It immediately turned into detective, like generic detective show. I was really bummed. I liked how it started a lot, and then like episode two, it's just like, oh, I can tell that you have a wife because your clothes are ironed, and I know that you like to drink because you have a food stain on your left lapel oh so they're doing some sherlock holmes okay it's yeah it's too much yeah. uh so i watched the first uh until they conclude the first mystery which is i think episode three and like uh like this is okay if i'm not doing anything i wouldn't mind watching it but i'm not like excited about it anymore um 
I'm also reading Eden Zero. I am on volume 12 now. Uh, so I am past the first season of anime. I would, I'm not watching the second season currently. I'm waiting to see if he gets a dub. Uh, but presumably they're going to do the next, well, I guess probably the rest of what's out so far. Cause the first season was 10 volumes and only 23 are out. So I'd be surprised if they don't catch up to the manga. I'm just telling you one day, like you've read a lot of this manga cause stuff and he's just doing like turns on one piece. So someday you're going to have to go to the OG. I've watched and read enough one piece. I'm going to look up how it ends. I know what the gears are. I've seen the pictures of the new thing. I know that you got like, there was the conversation at Otakon <laughs> and you got the hard sell. I haven't given you my hard sell yet. I'm just saying someday, someday. I don't hate One Piece. It's just, I don't, I don't want to watch a thousand episode show. I went to see the movie. Yeah, I, I don't like any. Like, I, I don't think any of the One Piece movies are, are super great. Uh, But uh, what I'm trying to think of what to say about Eden Zero. It's consistent. I just, I don't know how to talk about the second. Uh, I guess I don't know how to talk about it this deep in without like extreme spoilers. Yeah. Um, the, the place that the first series ends on is like still one of the last places where it's like, well, then they're fighting the big bad guy. Uh, but there's a pretty significant reveal in like volume, I don't know, 10. Okay. (laughs) It's just like, it kind of changes the entire narrative, um, moving forward. Um, it's fun that are actually, you know, doing big swings like that. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited to see where it goes uh because they introduced yeah, I I can kind of be vague. They introduced who I thought was going to be the big series antagonist and they've already defeated him. And so uh it's that that's one thing that I th- that really fascinates me about this mangaka is that he tends to wrap things up a lot faster than say, you know, Dragon Ball Z where they're fighting Boo for fucking 80 episodes. But technically that only takes place over three days. Uh, Whereas for the most part, uh, Mashima wraps things up in a couple of volumes. Yeah. There's the different approaches. Like I know that the, like there is an appeal to the Yu Yu Hakusho Dragon Ball, which is very much like, this is a fight and it will end and like, it will start as a fight, maybe with a little bit of prep and then it will end as a fight. Um, And then on the opposite end of the spectrum is one piece where I feel like each, like each villain is actually like, like imagine each saga of one piece as being like an entire D and D campaign. Jesus. And you're building up to like the villain who is going to be at the very end. Like, you know, it's like, you're not, you know, you're not doing that in a session though. That's like, oh, maybe you and your friends did this over like a year or two, right? That's, like that is what One Piece is. So is, it sounds like Eden Zero is maybe a little bit more complicated than the one than the Dragon Ball, which is just like they were fighting and the fight just took forever, but it's just a fight. Yeah, it. I, I mean, they they have a set goal and they just don't take as long to get to it. Right. Um. What's really interesting to me about Dragon Ball Z is now that I've watched all of dragon ball and dragon ball z not as much happens in that series as i thought 
I think I was telling you this at Oticon. I always thought, because there's like 500, 600 episodes all, all in. Uh, Dragon Ball is really just like three tournaments and two fights. <laughs> you know, they fight Piccolo. He fights the Red Ribbon Army. That's it. And Dragon Ball Z is just Frieza, Cell, and Boo. And I mean, yeah, they, they fight Vegeta, but it's such a small part of the series that it really gets overshadowed by those other three. And I thought that there was a lot more going on in the middle there. There's I not thought- a lot of plot stuff. I think that if you like, I've only seen a uh, Dragon Ball original Dragon Ball as the anime, but I think that it like, it has a lot more interesting like stuff, right? Because as you said, Z is just, I mean, for the most part, it's like a little bit of setup and then like you just spend forever on the fight. Yeah. Whereas I think Dragon Ball, by comparison, it's a lot more like, oh, like we're going to place and like maybe Goku like ate too much curry and is asleep now. And then maybe he's running around naked in his dreams and we have to catch like this like farting poopy monkey boy. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like it's like ridiculous gags and things. Dragon Ball is much better paced, and it's it's yeah. really fascinating to me how Z became the more popular of the two because I find Z kind of exhausting. Z is exhausting, if, especially if, on television. Like, because uh, remember, like before, like binging it is one thing, but like to watch that week to week, or maybe not even be able to, like, maybe you missed an episode and now. Like Goku's dead, and now it's like Gohan's having to fight this villain instead. It's it's wild, uh, and I I fully believe that if Dragon Ball Z came out today, which kind of it is because of Super, uh, I don't think people would care. Yeah, like it, it's now uh, you know, like to be fair, it, it was doing a lot of things that became very influential moving forward. But I don't think a show could get away with being paced the way that it is now. Yeah. Uh, and that's, I think, why, you know, there's more time between seasons of My Hero and, you know, even like Baki and all these others. They're like giving themselves time. Baki's a bad example because the manga's already done. Uh, but but like, even like, your, you know, your personal favorite, Yu Yu show. like, I think that's so much better paced. Well, yeah, it's it's a shorter manga one. Uh, I don't think there's any filler in the entire anime, which is wild. Uh, but even there- when the fights happen, like the fights are pretty quick. Like even if they last, I, I think like even the longest lasting fight, it's kind of like what two or three episodes, maybe. Uh, like, and that's like pushing well, it. Uh, the the what do you call it? Um, the uh, chapter black fights are a little bit longer, but Tagoro which they spent 60 episodes leading up to the Tagoro fight is only yep. four episodes. Yeah, it's it's pretty... And I mean, by Dragon Ball Z, com, uh, you know, comparison, that is, like, what? Z's barely even getting revved up after four. Oh, my God. Well, what's wild to me about Z is how quickly, like, on a dime, because, uh, you know, in the original manga, this was the same series. And so, you know, there was just a chapter between Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z. I don't know if they took a, you know, a short break, but it was all the same manga. How quickly they go from normal Dragon Ball to like talking about power levels and in charging up and all that. 
And like, it's like a totally different show. And, and they spend so much time in Z, like I have to train. Uh, the, the androids are going to be here in two years. <laughs> we have to train for two years. And then you'll watch four episodes of them training. And then Cell will show up and he's like, I'm going to hold a tournament in, um, he talks more like Bane. I'm going to hold a tournament in nine days. So train up, Goku. And then, like, Goku just spends nine episodes training and eating rice. Yep. And uh, they do the same shit with Boo. They're like, Boo, if you give us two days, we'll get you the best fighter ever. Okay. Goku, <laughs> get back in the time chamber. Um. And and how often I'm so mad about this. How often everything just goes out the window because of pride. Like Goku's like, I only want to fight Frieza at his best. It's like Frieza <laughs> Frieza murdered your entire race. And he also blew up Namek. Didn't he give a Senzu beam to one of his enemies one time? Oh my god. Yeah, they gave a Senzu beam to sell. Yeah, that was wild. It's not fair to Gohan. It's like, what? It's like, Goku, we're fighting for the planet here. It's so fucking crazy. And then Vegeta's like, uh, many people don't know, but Saiyans get more powerful when they come back from near death. Goku's <laughs> got to be stronger than ever now. <laughs> fucking hell. And the, the amount of times that a character will just be getting walloped. Gohan will be getting beaten to a pulp, and Piccolo's just like, uh, Goku, maybe we should do something about this. He's like, oh, no, he's fine. Just wait. <laughs> yeah. And, and then they'll kill him. Now, I think Gohan might be one of the only people that doesn't die in that show. They kill Krillin. It's got to be every 40 episodes. I mean, the guy was just made there to get exploded by the villains. But Krillin was a good character in Dragon Ball. And then when everybody learns how to fly and shoot lightning beams out of their hands, Krillin ain't shit. He's got Destructo Disc. But, but that's how it is, right? Like, all the humans, like, basically suck, right? Like, you have to be an alien to be anything in Z. Krillin's one of the strongest people in the entire world that isn't an alien. And what does he do? He becomes a cop. <laughs> yikes uh he's saving kitties in the tree uh what else is ridiculous about this show oh you know in dragon ball tien has a technique where he can have eight arms he never does that again yeah and, and piccolo could grow the size of a building that sure would have been helpful during majin buu i i wonder if that was just like, maybe it was a different phase, you know? Because remember, like, when did Dragon Ball, the manga, begin? Like, it must have been like in, like, the, the 80s. Yeah, like, early 80s. I just think that there were probably different trends. And I think he was probably just switching to whatever, like, the latest trend. Or maybe he just got disinterested in a lot of the... Oh, well, yeah. I mean, everybody... It's a for, combination of the two, right? They all forget their technique. Because Goku can also do, like, an eight-arm technique. He never does that again. And everybody loses their tail because becoming a giant monkey is too powerful. Yeah, they're just Ooh. like, nope, gotta get rid of that tail. You know how many times they blow up the moon in Dragon Ball? <laughs> it's like three times. And the Black Star Dragon Balls in GT, don't get me started. 
Oh, the Black Star Dragon Balls. If you make a wish, they scatter throughout the universe, and if we don't get them back, the Earth will blow up. Whose genius idea was it to make those? (laughs) I'm pretty sure it was Piccolo, that son of a bitch. So you you said you were reading the manga though, right? So like no, I've been watching the show while it's on. I I put it on when I'm editing and just listen to it. Oh, I don't. You, so you watched the original Dragon Ball by watching it? I yes. Interesting, because I see that's the way I would. I think it would be better for me personally to watch Dragon Ball rather than read the manga of Dragon Ball. Well, I bet it probably reads better because. You know, in the in the anime, so they'll like stab Krillin, right? And then they have to do a cutaway to all fifteen characters being shocked about it. In the manga, that could be one page. In the anime, it's like five minutes. Right. I mean, but you're talking about Z again, though. I'm talking about Dragon Ball. They do this shit in Dragon Ball as well. It's there's a lot less people to juggle, right? Because yeah. I mean, I've only seen season one of Dragon Ball, but I remember it being really maybe season two. I remember oh. seeing through the first tournament arc. Yeah. It gets a little goofy later on. There's a point where Master Roshi, who's fighting as Jackie Chun, because he doesn't want people to know that he can fight, I guess. I don't know. He's fighting Tien, who was originally a bad guy. Everybody's a bad guy in the beginning. But they give him another chance. He gets bored midway through the tournament fight and just jumps out of the ring on his own. And they do a cutaway to every single character going like, huh? What? I wasn't paying attention. I was making dinner when this happened. I look over and it's just like two minutes of cutaways to characters. I'm like, I don't know what they're shocked about. They need to cut back to the action. What's happening? But that's, I don't know. That, for me, that's funny though, right? Because... I mean, that's the great comedy bit, right? Of just, like, really playing it up. Yeah. You know, Goku gives Frieza some of his life energy. That fucking guy. All right. (laughs) Did you want to talk about anything else? Have you been watching Superman? No, I haven't watched Superman yet, but I want to. Is uh, is it all, was it dropped all at once, or are they doing a weekly release? It's, It's weekly. It's on every Thursday on Adult Swim, and then the next day on Max. Um, it's... It's really good. I don't know anything about Superman, so I'm watching a lot of this with new eyes. Like, I found out the other day that there's a gay gorilla in the Superman universe, and I guess he's usually a bit of a dick, but in uh, the Is it new- Zod? Or not, is it Gorilla? It's Gorilla something. I know His name about. is Mala, I think. Mala. I don't he's know who it is. He's French, and his boyfriend is a robot. It's great. It kind of sounds like a unique. I I just don't know who the. I, I was thinking. I only character I know was Grodd. I think. Gorilla yeah, he Grodd. might be part of a gorilla group. I'm not sure. But yeah, uh, uh, but it, I I do think it looks a lot. I don't know. It's just like fun for them to do a little different thing, right? Like, yeah, it's it's really fun. Like, doesn't in this version Lois know that he's Superman? Doesn't she know that in all of the Superman? No, a lot of times she's completely clueless. Oh yeah, I mean it's four episodes in and she knows so. People got mad about that. I don't care. I'm still. No, I think fun it's fun. I, I like that. You know, there to be twists, and uh, you know, and especially with the, I guess, design they've gone with, which is, I mean, let's let's just be clear here. It's very anime influenced. I feel. Oh yeah, um, yeah. It's it's pretty much just an anime Superman, and it's great. It's weird that it's on at midnight, but that's fine because I don't have a job. Hell yeah. Uh, did you have anything else? Oh. uh... Spell I guess the one thing plays? I wanted to say, uh, 
So I've already dropped quite a few of this. Uh, like I was watching Undead Murder Farts. I dropped that on episode one. Undead Murder Fart? Farce. Okay. Uh, I dropped that on one. I dropped Reborn Vending Machine. Uh, I'm about to drop Ayaka, which I'm really sad about. It's the one original series that is running this season. Yeah. It's not based off of a manga. It's just so bad. Uh, I can't even... It's just not very good. Uh, the only thing that it had going for it for a while is there's like a mystery at the at, like that it was holding on to. Uh, but then they showed their hand really early. They haven't technically revealed it, but it's so goddamn obvious that like, and it's and it's not a good twist. Uh, <sighs> and it's not very, it's not, it's like one of those series where I was, I was literally just watching it because I wanted to be like, okay, I'm going to watch the original series. Like, I want to support that. But we're six episodes in and it's only getting worse. <laughs> and it wasn't good to begin with. So I'm calling it. Um. Uh, but uh, they, I guess the one thing I wanted to tell people, I don't know if they've seen it, but uh, I, earlier I brought up, I do not like series which are just there to get you to read the manga. And oh yeah. boy, uh, Reign of the Seven Sp- Spellblades. I don't know how I found out about this. I think someone was tweeting a picture of, there was like a single camera cut. And they're like, look at this shot. And I'm like, oh, that's a nice shot. Let me watch, the, let me watch it. And it turns out that one... It's just anime Harry Potter. <laughs> That's all that it is. Uh, down to specific character beats. There is a magical school with all kinds of weird, sometimes dark, nefarious things going on. And a girl almost gets killed by a troll and they all have to group up together to defeat the troll. And then they're all best buds immediately. I mean, this is literally just Harry Potter. Um, but... What's so funny about it, and the reason why I had to drop it immediately, besides it being just Harry Potter, mm-hmm. I will say this, at least unlike Harry Potter, when bad shit happens, they're not just like, oh no, don't worry, that's just how the wizarding world works. <laughs> don't worry, it's okay to be racist, <laughs> because it's magic. It's like, oh, right, got it. Um, no, there's like, when bad shit happens, characters are actually like, oh shit, like that's bad, and you get various opinions on it. Um, but it's not just played off in that like J.K. Rowling's a uh, fucking turf centrist uh, kind of way, right? Like they are actually reckoning with some of their stuff, so it's like okay, that's cool. Um, but what really makes it insufferable? So <laughs> it's like episode two or something, and they have they're having a dueling example in this world. You fight with like wizards have like some kind of sword on them. It's like I don't know, man. It's like. It's like stupid, but whatever. Um, (laughs) So they're having this like mock battle. The teacher's like, all right, let's have a duel. Let's have two students demonstrate to all of us what a duel looks like. And they're having a duel. And this samurai girl who doesn't, uh, who is, they're all new to the school. Like they all just got here. Um, She starts to fight the main character boy who might have like a blood vendetta against some of these groups. I don't know, man. Um, But they're having this duel. And all of a sudden, they both start like crying and be like, Oh my gosh, like this is supposed to be a fake duel. We have magic protecting our swords. So it's non-lethal, but in fighting her. And I just feel the sudden urge to like fulfill myself by killing her and him. And then out of nowhere, the character's like, Oh, I was in a horrible war. And I, the only way to get my honor back is to be killed by someone in a full out thing. And I was going to impale myself on your blade. And 
they spent this like they spent like a whole episode the group like going through like a counseling session where they're like hey maybe don't do that Mm -hmm. and i just was sitting there like what the fuck is this like i genuinely it has no sense of pacing it's just a ripoff i i don't know and the worst part is like i feel like this apparently this manga has been going on for quite a while uh but this is a show which is destined to be 13 episodes and to have covered like five volumes. So uh, unless if you really like the manga, I would say (laughs) don't watch this and please don't read the manga either. (laughs) It's so bad. Fair enough. Uh, But that's me and my anime. That's, I think that's a podcast. Ooh, that's, it's a little bit a little, louder than maybe you A little wanted. loud. Uh, you know, I'll turn it down in post. That's what I do. I fix everything after the fact. Uh, this has been the Gonzo.moe No Name Anime Show. Uh, I don't know. We do these every couple weeks now. Uh, follow us on Blue Sky. Follow me on Twitter, I guess. I don't say anything on there. Uh, give us all your money. Probably. I don't have jobs. Kyle has a job now. I'm going to use that as an excuse for why we don't do podcasts. (laughs) Sorry, we couldn't do the show. Kyle had to work. Um, Yeah, uh, I'll still be here doing all the anime posting. You know me. Yeah, I'm going to get back to smoking weed and watching King of the Hill. There you go. We'll get next. We'll get Noel on next time. It'll be the the three uh, anime podcaster amigos. The three animigos. <laughs> you know what? Wow, I that was sitting there in front of my face, and I walked right past it. Uh, yeah, I'll try to watch something other than Bleach. <laughs> no promises, but uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you for tolerating us. Thank you for putting up with this undead murder farce. Go fun. watch Superman. Uh, good night, everybody. <laughs>